Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Purple Dinosaur Cast. Purple Dinosaur Podcast. Tyler Mine and Tony Masterson. Purple Dinosaur Cast. Dinosaur Podcast Tyler and Anthony Masterson Welcome to the Purple Dinosaur Podcast with Anthony Masterson and Tyler Mon. Enjoy the show. I don't even know the last time we did one of these. Was it the I, Christmas I commercial believe it was the, the Christmas Spectacular, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, we've done so many texts and dms like hey uh are you guys still a thing and you guys like, gonna do ah. a podcast anytime soon <laughs> yeah I, of course of course know. we are i don't know uh it's not like there was anything baseball related to talk about except <laughs> right. for like well, these people had yeah. meetings and nothing that was came definitely of them. part of it yeah um so that's fun uh how you doing buddy hey um well since we last spoke uh i bought a house yeah yeah i'm doing the same i i thought i'd have to rent until the day i died and I'd it's... have to pay. I'd have to pay rent from the hospital. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And they would like they'd contact you and be like, "You're behind on your rent." And I'm like, I'm, "I'm dying." I have uh, a weird alien virus that hasn't yet been introduced, but when we get invaded by the aliens, it'll be here. Um. Yeah. Yeah. No. Congratulations. So, thank man. you. Uh, thank you. It's not far from where we're living now. So. Um, Is it in Reseda? Cool. It uh, technically Northridge. Damn. Northridge. There goes my joke. Of I know. Living in you Rosita. suck at jokes. Um, uh, so yeah, you that's and Robert uh, Marcial. <laughs> <laughs> so we get we get to uh, spend the next few weeks uh, moving stuff in slowly, which is at least nice. Fantastic. Not a one day thing, but yeah, that's yeah. So uh, I'm a full on adult. I have no more money. Um, oh right. All, all right. my money is gone. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's fun. Trust me, it is not lost on me the irony of like, oh, first time homeowner, but like, right. ha- like having no money to like. You have to resort to drinking 40s again <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's really it's really quite a world that's been set up for our oh, generation man. oh Fantastic. We're, we're, we're just swimming upstream man uh yeah it's great um i am uh i am doing kind of the same thing uh i'm in the process of both selling and buying a new place at the exact same time which is super a easy freaking nightmare yeah um, but yeah the lady and i are uh are moving in together look at you big step big look step you. uh and uh part of town that i love uh over near where i grew up virginia village um and we're like half a block away from the park where i had my 10th birthday so i really have not evolved at all 
Where is that? Where is the Virginia Village? Uh, it's like so. Our cross streets are like Holly and Florida, so it's like southeast oh, okay. part of town. It's like okay, uh, yeah, yeah. kind of off I twenty five Colorado slash I twenty five Evans. So um, are you are you near the tree barn? Uh, <laughs> tree farm, damn it! That's, uh, take I I twenty five to exit two thirty five, <laughs> then five miles west to the, the tree farm. farm. Um, you know it's funny. I, I wish it was a tree barn. Just, I, just, tree just, barn just, sounds just like a. a a giant airplane hangar with trees. I was going to say, there's got to be dying some, trees. <laughs> some big box store somewhere in like, you know, uh, in upper uh, Illinois that's named the tree barn. Oh, guaranteed. Um, I, uh, I never, so when I was a kid, yeah, like we all knew that song. Um, but east of I-25, and I don't think it's the same exit, but there's a place called, I feel like you're probably familiar with this place. Mm-hmm. There's a place called Bigfoot Sod Farm uh, here in, uh, in Colorado. I don't think so. And it's, I think they actually supply the grass for Coors Field, I think. Oh. But anyway, they have a, uh, it's in a town called LaSalle, LaSalle, Colorado. It's in Northern Colorado. Right. They have a baseball field there. And when I was in high school, one time we played there. Like one time we, I don't even remember who we were playing. Um, now it's called Bigfoot Turf Farm, not Sod Farm, excuse me. But we uh, we were given these directions, and I remember driving there. My mom and I were like, there's <laughs> like, no way are we? this is right. And uh, and actually looking at Google Earth right now, it looks like the field might not even be there anymore. Oh. Maybe I'm thinking of a different place. It had to have been big. How many how many Sod Farms am I going to get it confused with? But yeah. yeah, you drove it. It was like Field of Dreams. Like you showed up. Oh, no, it is still there. It's still there. Um yeah, it's amazing. It was this like gorgeous, lush baseball field in the middle of absolutely nowhere. It was the weirdest thing. Huh. Uh, yeah, it was very cool of uh, Johnstown and okay. uh, southeast of Greeley. Uh, very got random. it. Very random. But uh, anyway, hey, this anyway. is the Purple Dinosaur Podcast. <laughs> Welcome in. I'm Tyler Mon. I'm Anthony Masterson. We're uh, we're recording this on Zoom today instead of for the first time, I think, actually. But yeah, we've we've evolved past Skype. We have evolved past the need for Skype, like <laughs> yes. a society. Thank God. Um, and uh, we're talking all things Colorado Rockies for some Wait, reason. Hey, but there's things to talk about. First uh, of all, there are hey, things we, to we talk have, about. We have baseball. We do. That's probably where we should start. Major yeah. League Baseball's work stoppage ending after I don't know what was it seventy Nin- some days, ninety nine 90, days, ninety nine. Because it would have been a right. hundred the day that right. uh, it got ratified right um for you know 42 of those days the owners did not make a single uh, overture or offer to the players uh, which resulted in the season being pushed back which had a lot of christmas push- shopping to do yeah a lot of stuff around the holidays they had to yeah, we're, to we're, we're all busy commercial dude. Real spectacular. we're all busy yeah that was probably it all of the major league owners were like well we gotta wait around for those two idiots to complain about commercials on a podcast and, and then, then all the other owners were like what are podcasts it. yeah right over and over um, and listen to it and then didn't have time to make any for kind of six deals weeks. Yeah. <laughs> they listened to it for six <laughs> weeks. It was nuts. Um, but we, uh, we finally have baseball back. I will be perfectly honest. I have not read a single thing. That's like, here's what happened uh, to solve the lockout. Here no. are the things. Here's what the players got. Here's what the owners got. I, I was just like, so over it that I was like, whatever it's over. They, 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 they each put out their, their communications saying like, yeah. Hey, we won. And if yeah. that's the case, I'm sure, you know, nobody wins except for us. Cause we got to watch baseball this year. Right. But, right. Yeah. And we get to watch the weirdest team in sports, <laughs> the, the most batshit team continue to be the weirdest team in sports. Uh, your Colorado Rockies have uh, baffled the baseball world <laughs> by <laughs> signing Chris Bryant 
to a seven-year 100 and what did it end up being 186 million something like that thousand million dollars thousand but 182 million dollars over seven years for chris bryant huh who knew uh, it's, a, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Um, I just found a, uh, a headline from NBC Sports Chicago from Gordon Wittemeyer, who Whoa. says uh, why Bryant might get hall pass with Rock's deal. And uh, I bet you can guess it's because, quote, consider that as much as Coors Field is a homer haven, Whoa. it also has a huge outfield that has helped such players as Michael Kadire and Justin Morneau win batting titles playing for the Rockies. So basically... Uh, if Chris Bryant is hitting in Coors Field now, he's a Hall of Famer, according to this guy from Chicago. Well, um, to be fair, to be fair, um, the Rockies are like 11th in home runs in the National League in the last four years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They just, they just flat out don't hit home runs at Coors Field anymore. They've really been a very good team. It's uh, The last few years have been great. Um, so as of the day before they signed Chris Bryant, I was positive that Chris Bryant and Scott Boris were using the Rockies as so many other, we're a week away now, a week removed from um, the, the signing being uh, announced or at least leaked uh, via sources to the media. So we've had a week for it to settle in. Um, I was positive they were using the Rockies to gin up offers from, you know, better franchises. Uh, and then on which, March 16th, turned out that was not the case. Which also like, you know, it could have been the case. And right. then all of a sudden the Rockies might have increased their offer. And then they're just like, well, I mean, this is a lot of money. Right. <laughs> Not only is it a lot of this money, this is their offer. It's a lot of years too. It's and- it's real money. You know, it might right. be given to you by someone, you know, uh, who right. does a lot of things south of the border, but like, but it spends the same metaphorically, of course. Right. 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 Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it, it still spends the same. It's still US the same currency. as if you would have gotten yeah. it from the Dodgers or if you would have yeah. gotten it from the Yankees. Um, it is a bizarre deal, and uh, there are only a handful of people, and I'm sure you can guess who they are, who do not consider it to be that. Uh, even, you know, Jared Diamond, the, the lead baseball writer at the Wall Street Journal, immediately when this deal happened, he uh, had a tweet that said something like, uh, the weirdest team in baseball continues to do the weirdest things in baseball. Which, man, honestly, at some point, I, I appreciate it because it gives us something to hold on to. Right, we at are, least it's we, an we are, the, we are the weirdest dudes on the block. <laughs> and that we, is yeah. that is the, the thing. Uh, I would... I think that's where first we should talk about Chris Bryant. Then we should talk about what the Chris Bryant thing means to Rockies fans. Um, It, you know, he's going to slap some dingers. Yeah. Big time Uh, dongs. I think he'll slap some huge dongs on a 75 and 87 team for the next seven years. Um, I, here are my thoughts from what I heard. The Rockies were the lone team to offer Chris Bryant as long of a contract as they did. Everybody sure. who was offering wanted to give him four years. The Rockies being the Rockies were like, here's seven years, Chris Bryant. Um, with no opt-outs and a no trade no clause. And a no trade clause, which we saw how that all worked out. Um, the, <sighs> the thing that baffles me is there is no discernible plan outside of this. Yes, they just locked up Ryan McMahon. That's from the organization standpoint, that was a tremendous deal. Yes. I have 
literally no idea why Ryan McMahon took that deal, except he's $70 million richer. Yeah, than I, mean, I, I think that's, that's a pretty good reason. Right. Uh, no, I, I think the guys, they had made a lot of friends here. Some of his friends have left, obviously, but he's like, great, man. I think Ryan McMahon is great. He's versatile. He's at, so at, much at some fun. Point, at some point you're paying him 11 Point six million a year, like that's for what he can do. Even if he's not an all star perennially, yeah. that's a good deal for a, a, a team. Yeah, it's a huh. great deal for the Rockies. Um, you know, I'm happy for Ryan McMahon to, to get the bag. Absolutely, um, yeah. he's such money, an dude. easy dude to cheer for. Uh, yes. he, you gotta love Ryan McMahon. Everything about yes. Ryan McMahon is lovable. Um, but aside from those two deals. Uh, they haven't done anything. They let Trevor Story walk for nothing. They let John Gray walk for nothing. Arguably the best homegrown developed pitcher in franchise history. They who wanted to stay here inexplicably. They let him walk for nothing. Uh, the pitching staff has gotten worse. Uh, there was a, a tweet that, of course, made the rounds on Rockies Twitter the other day about how anybody who thinks the Chris Bryant signing is dumb because the Rockies uh, won 74 games last year and they blew 32 saves. <laughs> well, they didn't do anything to address that. <laughs> So I don't really know how well, they got Chris Alex Colome. Come on, man. Alex Colome. <laughs> I don't really know how Chris Bryant who, is the solution to that. Someone who who cannot strike people out. Yeah. And is, yeah. is going back to the oh, just hit the ball on the ground. That'll work, Coors. It's great. It's great. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Your thoughts on Chris Bryant. I, my thoughts on Chris Bryant can't be separated from the larger conversation that I want to have today. So I want to hear your thoughts first. Okay. So that's, that's also my problem too, because everything that like my brain is so poisoned now, everything time I see the Rockies make any kind of move or do anything or even win a game. I'm like, ah, oh, Dick Monfort though, every single time. And I need to be better at separating myself from that because that is not healthy yeah. at all. Uh, but it is so hard when he has inserted himself into the conversation so much now league wide over the last 99 days or whatever it was, because he was the the owner leading the charge for the owners in the negotiations somehow for some reason, um, unless he was just providing sandwiches. Um, So it's really hard for me to differentiate the two, but I understand that's got to be a thing. I'm going to try to do it for now Um, in a vacuum. Signing Chris Bryant is great. Uh, but also a couple of years ago, you had a guy who also played Chris Bryant's position uh, who you were paying uh, about the same amount of money. And he was a lot better than him in every yeah. possible way. Yeah. And you can't even got call it Chris him. Bryant's position anymore because he doesn't <laughs> even true. play there. Yeah. Well, yeah, Chris Bryant, like he he couldn't play third base. So he got moved out to left field. Um, yeah. So, OK, that's fine. Listen, Chris Bryant is a really good baseball player. Uh, I mean, you look at his you know season averages every year, you know. 31 homers, 880 OPS, 376 on base percentage. He he does a lot of things well that the Rockies don't right now. He hits the ball hard, yeah. hits home runs, he's patient, takes walks. So that's really something that the Rockies as a whole, as a team, have not done at all since 2018. So that's great. But it's all about the greater plan that it never seems to solidify for the Rockies. Now, this is Bill Schmitz, not even been there for a full year yet as the GM um, or interim, whatever it was at the end of April last year that Breidich got fired. So he had a horrible deadline, didn't let, didn't trade for anybody, uh, had a horrible early part of free agency, let everybody walk, let Story walk for nothing, let Gray walk for nothing, as you said. It, I would love to know what the options are for this team right now, because like I said, in a vacuum, great. You have Chris Bryant, um, but the rest of your team, uh, what are you doing with Charlie Blackman? Yep. You, know, you still haven't really figured out your outfield situation yet. Is Sam Hilliard the guy? Do I believe, believe Raimel Tapia is still not even in the country. Is that right? He was having I, I, visa I, issues. And I believe when they originally said that he had not arrived yet, they basically gave no timetable. 
Right. So it's is Toppy as a question mark? Is it Connor Joe, Garrett Hampson? Like the roster's still not deep. So yeah, it's great. You got a big name. Is he going to bring more people to Denver? I don't know. I think I'm, I'm trying to, to give credit where it's due because, hey, we've ripped them for not spending money over the last few years because, you know, prior to this deal for Chris Bryant, the last multi-year free agent signing they made was Daniel Murphy back in 2018. <laughs> that was just a few months after they broke ground on McGregor Square. So we're great. Yeah, We're so it's been great. a long time since we've had to talk about, oh, the Rockies made a big splash in free agency. It's and was still that even weird. like a big splash? Their big splash no, was I mean, Ian Desmond. Yeah, yeah right. And that worked out great, too. Wade Davis and the, the Super Bowl pen yeah. and all that. So it's it's hard to really make up my mind about it because there's still seemingly not a plan. It's just like, oh, that guy was good. Let's just give him a lot of money. Like, that guy was good a few years back. Let's just, let's just sign him. Yeah. Whatever he wants. Why not? And, and that really didn't work with Mike Hampton and Danny Nagel, did it? Didn't work with Ian Desmond, did it? Didn't work with oh, Wade Davis, did it? You know, so yep. it, it seems like a new boss, same as the old boss kind of situation. Because yeah, you, you got a, a really good player and a, a guy that a lot of teams wanted. But look at what the Dodgers have done. Look at what the Padres have done. Look at what the Giants have done. And then there's also the D-backs who are who exist. Who exists. Who exists. That's the nice thing I can say about them right now. They've done less than the Rockies this year. Yeah. Um, like, where do you think you are in this division? Do you think you're just, like, a couple of pieces away from a division title? Yeah, no. Like, right now, they are still, even with Chris Bryant, who's a great player, they are still firmly in fourth place Yeah. in this division. I, I It's, like, I, I love the fact that they signed somebody because, but, you know, now I got to change the narrative a little bit. You got to say, hey, they're not cheap anymore. They're just baffling. Yeah. Because, I mean, you three straight fourth place finishes since you made back-to-back playoff right. appearances. There was some other tweet that went around uh, of some dude calling out people for like, if you have said that the Rockies are cheap, I don't want to hear your opinion on them signing Chris Bryant. It's like, buddy, it's a little different between throwing money out there and throwing money out there intelligently. Yeah. If the Rockies wanted to build something – they had the greatest third baseman in the game two, three years ago who they could have built around with the money that they have now handed out to Chris Bryant. And yes, I know they saved some money from Nolan's contract, blah, 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 whatever. But, like, <laughs> but they also gave up 50 million. <laughs> right. And I don't see that Chris Bryant signing signals that, oh, well, the Rockies now are a competent front office. Did they hand out right. some money? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't really know how that looks as though uh, it is something that comes with a cogent plan. Well, no, um, we, we've we've given Dick Montford credit where credit has been yeah. due in the past. Like he he did spend money. They just right. never spent it wisely. Right. That was the biggest issue. That's always been the story with the Rockies. It's not that the Rockies have been cheap. It's that the Rockies have never intelligently spent money. Right. Um, and, you know, I, I have owned up to this since it fell apart. I thought that the bullpen plan was their best option because it was the one thing that they had never tried. So with Wade Davis and mm -hmm. with that cast of characters, Jake McGee and everybody else, I thought, okay, that's, that's the way to make it work. If you know, yeah, at that point, yeah, sure. if you've yeah. got a good enough team, they had the best rotation in franchise history at that point. Yeah. Try to shorten games, get your and, bullpen and all, place where it's all dominant. those guys were very good then they were. You know, and you know, and then it, it, didn't, it, didn't it didn't work out. <laughs> it didn't work. Um, yeah. I thought it was the right idea. It didn't work out. 
Um, but the idea that the Rockies signing Chris Bryant somehow meant, well, they're a player now. No, because there is nothing else about this that makes sense. And that's where all of this uh, coalesces for me. I have, and it's funny that you brought up, like, I got to be able to separate those things because I think a lot of Rockies fans are getting to this stage now where we're all realizing like, well, it was fun to pretend for a while like they were going to put on their big boy pants and try to be a real major league franchise in front right. office. 2016, they're building towards something. 2017, playoffs. 2018, you come within a win of your first division title. It looked as though this was a franchise that was finally getting on its feet uh, after 25-plus years in existence. <laughs> right. Right. And uh, then – the ownership got very heavily involved again. Uh, the general manager evidently turned into a nightmare and infuriated everybody who came into contact with him. And the whole thing came crashing down uh, in spectacular fashion. What has happened is, and I was on uh, the the Altitude uh, 92.5 afternoon show the other day with Nate Kreckman and Andy Vidal. And they, they asked me this, um, are, are Rockies fans changing their minds about uh, who this team is now. And I said, I think that's it. Like, I think the Rockies have put fans in a position where you can no longer look at this franchise as they're trying to get it figured out, man. Um, there is nothing about the Rockies anymore that suggests that that is the, the ultimate goal. And I think there is a sea change coming among Rockies fans where people are embracing one of two things they're either moving on with their baseball fandom or their sports fandom um or they are back in a late 90s early 2000s mid 2000s well if they're going to be bad they might as well be weird yeah. because maybe that'll be fun i i, I shouldn't say mid 2000s because they made a world series but even sure. after that you know before and after that they were friggin' weird um, the early 2010s are probably the best allegory to this, the early to mid 2010s, because this is a team that like has some fun pieces, but nothing else about it. There is no way in my mind that this team finishes higher than third in the division for the foreseeable future. That is an definite sentence yeah. for this team. No. And that's, and that's only if like some horrible what, things yeah, happen to that's like, the if Padres, somebody else which, falls apart. You know, the Giants like, and, you know, grossly overachieved. If the Giants come back to the yeah. pack, but the Giants have made good moves. If the Giants oh, yeah. come back to the yeah. pack, um, then potentially, you know, maybe the Rockies are a team that squeaks out a third place finish sometime soon. They just have done nothing else outside of Chris Bryant. And yeah, I would understand the argument of like, well, look at the bullpen. The bullpen was great. The rotation was one of the best in franchise history, blah, blah, blah. If, if those things had held out and Chris Bryant was your move, man, I'd be excited, but yeah. you let John Gray walk for nothing. Uh, you don't have a healthy Scott Oberg. The rest of your bullpen is a question mark. And Kyle Freeland is on the verge of going to uh, arbitration. Um, so he'll be around, but you wonder what that does for the relationship. Now, granted, the Rockies generally are pretty good about avoiding arbitration and they can negotiate up until like the moment that a hearing happens. Yeah. So you'll get something done with Kyle Freeland long-term, but there are not, you cannot tell me the, oh, they won 74 games and they blew 32 saves. This is a team that can compete for the playoffs. They've done nothing to address that. <laughs> that how means they should have won 106 games. Yeah. How does signing Chris Bryant solve any of those problems? It doesn't. No. So it, I, in my mind, there is a fundamental shift now 
from Rockies fans who are looking at this team and thinking, well, at least the Broncos got Russell Wilson because this team's obviously not serious. So I'll go to Coors Field. I'll have fun. Hopefully Chris Bryant will hit a home run to the rock pile because nobody's ever done that before. But otherwise, nothing about this team suggests, oh, man, they got they got a plan. You have a general manager who said when he was given the job that he knew more about the SEC than he did about the National League West. Like, and we're not talking about the Security and Exchanges Commission, am I we're right? Not, we're not. Um, although I would imagine there have been some crimes committed there. I'm um, sure there has been. <laughs> but like, there is nothing. Is the, the This is what it comes down to. We all have to be able to separate the idea that the Chris Bryant signing can be and probably will be fun as hell. And this yeah. team is going to limp its way to 77 wins at best. Both things are probably true. Right. I, I think it's, it's going to be fun to watch Chris Bryant play baseball. Yeah, I'm excited. Like- I love Chris Bryant. Chris <laughs> yeah. Bryant is, he is, uh, he's an extraordinarily, extraordinarily fun hitter to watch. Um, he is Matt Holiday-esque in that he'll be weird in the outfield. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he, he almost, it was an all-star game, right? He almost uh, botched that ball in left yeah. field in the ninth inning or eighth yeah. inning, whatever that was. Yeah. Um, like, can we see more of that? He's a weird and fun yeah. player. It's fine. Uh, that's exciting stuff. That's all good stuff. I love Ryan McMahon. That's great. I'm excited to continue to watch Brendan Rogers grow. That's great. We love Garrett Hampson around here, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlie Blackman, the national league is uh, a designated hitter league now. So Charlie Blackman's contract makes a bit more sense, but do not tell me that this team is poised to compete, especially in this division any time in the foreseeable future. I do not believe that for a moment. No. And that's where I think the, the rationale has changed for Rockies fans for the last few years. It was, man, if they could just build around Nolan. And then when they pissed off Nolan, people started down this track and now it's whatever, man, they're going to suck. At least they might as well be fun. It's yeah. There's the, the malaise is back. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that was there. Uh, there's the title of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a Jay-Z. The, the Malays is back. <laughs> Chris Bryant's back. No, um, I, I, for Rockies fans, especially, we are conditioned now to totally distrust free agents. Right. And that goes back all the way to Mike Hampton, Denny Nagel. Right. I, I think we posted something over the over the winter, like, who is the mo- biggest, like, uh, the, oh, that was the right. It was the Mount Flushmore who were like right. the four like worst people in Rockies history, and like you know Mickey Modus and all of them were on there. Right. But like, I was shocked that more people didn't talk about Mike Hampton. Yeah, and not necessarily because he's a bad guy. Right. I've it's heard, not his I've heard, fault. I've heard stories that he is a bad guy, but whatever. That's you know neither here nor yeah. there. Go read Adrian Dater's book if you want to know about that about the, the blood feud and um Rockies and Avs book. There's a choice uh, story about Mike Hampton yeah. in there. Yeah, um, he had a few beverages in an abs game. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I was surprised more people didn't say that because the Mike Hampton signing and the failure subsequently of the Mike Hampton signing, that set off a like one of those dominoes. And just eventually those were like the small domino hits the little domino, the bigger domino, and then so forth. And then all of a sudden yep. we're at World War Three kind of thing. Right. It set off a chain reaction where they never decided to trust free agents like that ever again so there was so much distrust for free agents for the front office um no pitcher who was ever any good free agent wanted to come to colorado after mike hampton and nagel flamed out so spectacularly um it made the whole front office skittish about signing any player again for big time money because yep. they were paying mike hampton for what 10 12 15 I more years just something finished like that paying mike right? hampton like four years ago so it's like how ken Griffey jr is one of the highest paid reds this year you know? I saw that the other day and thought it was a joke. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, they're still paying Ken Griffey yeah. Jr. Yeah. So, and, 
and I was just so shocked that that wasn't the people that realized that was the fulcrum for where we are right now with Breidich and Schmidt and Guy Vett and all those people who didn't know how free agency worked or how free agency was going to help the Rockies or a plan to get free agency to work for the Rockies. Because after that, it's been a mishmash of a lot of crap. I mean, like, right. look at the, the free agency signings go by year by year. 2016, Para, Jason Mott, Chad Qualls, all multi-year contracts. Um, none of those guys did much. Para by the end of it was better, but the first two years he was terrible. Jason was- Mott, like, first of all, I forgot that Chad Qualls was like even on this team. Jason Mott almost felt like he had like a mental breakdown. Remember how Jason yeah. Mott would just like, he would like talk to himself weirdly on the mound yeah. in ways that I was like, oh, I don't remember you being like this. And he was an odd guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and then uh, next year, Ian Desmond, of course, did not work out. Uh, Mike Dunn, three years, 19 million. Uh, that did not work out. Um, 2018. Um, well, also, also first Greg Holland's first year, but that was only one year. Then 2018, the big one, Wade Davis, Brian Shaw, Jake McGee, and then Chris Sinetta for two more years. That's four multi-year deals, and uh, none of them exactly uh, worked out. And then 2019, big Daniel Murphy signing. Daniel Murphy, two years, $24 million. Cool, did not work out. Uh, 2020, none. 2021, none. And then this year. So <laughs> it's it is just in our DNA now to not believe that the front office knows what they're doing, especially when it comes to free agents. We've seen in the right. past, they've had success, Latin America, draft and develop. Those, those things are Even not Even guys scams. like Greg Holland. Yeah, Greg Holland. You know, those, yeah. Greg like, Holland, the, Mark Reynolds, the guys who they bring flyers, in on the scrap the heap. Flyers those have guys seem out. to work out. Yeah, yeah. CJ Krohn. CJ right. Krohn, uh, Mark one. Reynolds, Justin Morneau, Michael K- uh, Kadire was a little because he yeah. signed for a few years, but like, you know, more no, like the guys trying to get, get back on their feet. Those guys seemingly have worked pretty yeah, well for the guys Rockies. work. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But then like, we're just a, a feeder ground so they can get their, their, you know, uh, their mojo yeah, so back and go somewhere else to work yeah. somewhere else with a franchise. I mean, I, I mean all, Adam Adovino succeeding. Adam Adovino was, I mean, he was you know not exactly the same exact kind of thing, but like he was able to develop, you know, with the Rockies and then he's made a lot of money other places. Yeah. So, that's the thing for me. Like, when was the last free agent that was signed to a multi-year deal that we were all like, hell yeah, and then it actually went up, ended up working, you know? Right. Uh, <laughs> man. Yeah, it's – that is the sad thing. I, I think you, you put it very well. The malaise has returned for Rockies fans in that you look at the things that this front office does – and they are back to not being part of a coherent plan. They are standalone weird moments. Um, and again, I know that it is difficult for people. Uh, and we've said this since like the dawn of this show in 2014. The thing that seems to be most difficult for people, especially as they evaluate sports, and especially in the age of Twitter, is that conflicting things can be true at the same time. The Chris Bryant and Ryan McMahon deals in vacuums can be fun and good. As part of a larger plan, they can suggest that this team has no plan. Uh, also, you know, our buddy uh, Connor Farrell at Rockies versus Connor, who we're going to have on the show coming up soon, um, which I don't think he listens to the show, but if he did, that's probably news to him. Um, but we're, we're, <laughs> we're going to do it. Um, Connor tweeted something the other day and was like, uh, I love the, the conversation from people about the Chris Bryant signing that is just like, we have to trust the franchise. Like, yeah, yeah. man, they've had five winning seasons in the last 20 years. They've really earned a lot of people's trust. Like, yeah, dude, why? 
Yeah. Why we, why, There's why, nothing about this team. Yeah. Why would we ever trust this franchise? No. Um, so that's, that's the thing. Chris Bryant is going to be fun. He's uh he's the new leader in the thirst baseman rankings. He um, is an attractive man. Stunningly I will say. handsome. Yeah. I see blue eyes. Uh, I remember interviewing Chris Bryant in spring training his last year in the minor leagues with the Cubs about a story that I wrote on him and Joey Gallo and Bryce Harper growing up together in Las Vegas. And uh, it was kind of at the, the dawn of like the swing plane revolution. This is like 2015, 2016. And uh, so I talked to both of their dads, Chris Bryant, and Joey Gallo's dads about like, you know, uh, being taught. Uh, it was Chris Bryant's dad who taught, his guys uh, on their youth team, you know, from Ted Williams's book, how to swing up, meet the ball in the same plane. It's coming in, hit line drives, hit the ball in the air. Uh, and it was awesome. Like talking to those two guys for that story was so much fun. Talking to Mike Bryant was so much fun. And I remember Chris Bryant just being such a regular, cool, good guy. Um, Morgan here, a clip from Chris Bryant here uh, from his media availability announcing the the signing. And I think this gives you an idea of where Chris Bryant is with this decision and why. Colorado is, is, it's definitely fits my personality. I, I love the spot. It's always been a big, uh, big favorite of mine and my family. And I'm looking forward to raising a family there and winning a lot of games for the Rockies. That's a good answer. That's a yeah. fine answer. Yeah. But the answer starts with the fact that he loves Denver. It's a place that he's really enjoyed. He's happy to raise a family there. And oh, by the way, I'm going to win a lot of games with the Rockies. Got, well, yes, in quantity. Sure. You got, play 162 I, I, a season. <laughs> winning 75 of those is a lot. You know, I'm going to look forward to the first and the 15th of every month. It's going to be great for my family. <laughs> Chris Bryant, this is this is my thought, and I also had this thought about Carlos Correa with the Twins. If Chris Bryant had not already won a ring, I don't think he's here. Chris Bryant's already accomplished oh, yeah, I mean, the thing that he yeah. set out to do to start his career, which is winning a World Series for the Cubs. Um, and, he's accomplished you know, a lot already. Yeah, he's done a lot. Chris <laughs> Bryant has had a very good career. His first uh, three years, Rookie of the Year, MVP, World Series title. Right. That's, first Amazing. two years, first two years of his career. Amazing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He has had a terrific career, and I, in zero way, by the way, Bandit, um, here he is. Hi, Bandit. Did you hear him sniffing? Yeah. Hi, bud. <laughs> can't figure out what the microphone is. Um, <laughs> for, for those of you who don't, uh, I don't know how many people, like, now he's looking at my face. I don't know how many people, like, follow, like, listen to the show, but don't follow us on social media. But I am uh, fostering this uh, little cattle dog named Bandit. Uh, he's hilarious. And, uh, he got, he got, he got a little snip snip, uh, a week ago, uh, almost 10 days ago now, but he got to take the cone off and he is just like a new dog. He like not being in the cone. He's so happy. He's just like inquisitive and curious about everything. So I'm sitting here recording. He just jumped up onto my lap and he's just staring at the microphone and the computer. Are you going to sniff again? <laughs> Okay. Um, but I, uh, you know, I'm not ever going to begrudge somebody like Chris Bryant for getting paid, get paid, man. Oh, You've already done everything. That's great. Yes. I'm happy for you. Oh yeah. Yeah. You build your, your hall of fame resume, man. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. Yeah. But again, no, hey, simultaneously, hey, uh... does it suggest that the Rockies have some plan? No, maybe, maybe the plan is galaxy brain. Uh, Chris Bryant was the first domino to bring in Theo Epstein to run the Rockies. Oh. I'm, I'm not reporting that or thinking that, folks. But it'd be... It would be cool, though. <laughs> but could you imagine? I mean, they have Bill Schmidt. He's pretty much the... Uh, he's the he's the rich man's uh, Theo Epstein. Am I right? 
I mean, he's a as guy in, who... As in he works for a very rich man. He's a, he's a guy who knows a lot about his job. And, you know, Bill Schmidt's a nice dude. I like Bill Schmidt. He's, he's, he's always been great for me every time I've had to interview He's him a guy who, who kept his job for 20 years right. That's and the then thing. got like, a new one. Like, like what we said last year is if there was no even thought at 20th and Blake of opening that job search up outside the organization you know that this front office doesn't care dick monfort does not care and dick monfort goes through waves of caring and we are now in a down wave there also have been conversations about what is the financial status of dick monfort these days um you know obviously getting the all-star game helped but the pandemic when you're in the middle of a brand new massive luxury construction project on land that was handed to you by the city in exchange for a lengthy uh, lease of the ballpark that your team plays in. And then all of a sudden a global pandemic hits and nobody moves into that uh, construction project. Uh, not real good for the finances. Yeah. So, you know, um, obviously the, the all-star game helped and I believe McGregor square now is at hundred percent capacity, but, um, you know, there, there were conversations, um, that suggested that Dick Monfort had things going on last year that, uh, made him care even less about what the next best move for his baseball team was because he was worried about a whole lot of other stuff. Well, um, if, if he's worried about money, uh, he could sell the team. Well, it's not very profitable. Well, As the commission, he could have just put that money into old fashioned stocks and <laughs> he could have put it into war bonds. <laughs> Help us defeat the Hun nah. over there, over there. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't, I, I don't really get it. Uh, a guy who Dick Montfort, um, by the way, was essentially banned from attending uh, a meeting or a couple of meetings between Major League Baseball and the MLBPA because in the first uh, CBA negotiations. He said something to the effect of, well, it's it's tough for a lot of owners to turn a profit. And saying that in a labor negotiation, <laughs> by law, opens you up to the possibility of having to prove that statement. Yeah. So MLB, yeah. Dan Halem and MLB's lawyer team was <laughs> they were like, like, oh, God. <laughs> it, was, it was just like um, Rob Manfred was Michael Myers and Dick Moffert was Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> What is this guy saying next to me? Um, like, oh, oh, God. So, yeah, like, you know, if you wanted to get out from under the, the financial weight that you're bearing uh, with this this uh, this anvil that's dragging you underwater being this Major League Baseball friend, I don't know, you could sell it. You know, I, I, I'm sure there's a lot of money going around. The Kansas City struggle. Royals just sold for a billion dollars. A billion, a billion dollars. And the they're Kansas a last place City team. Royals, yeah. a last place team in one of the smallest markets in the major leagues with a ballpark that I like. I like it's, it's, it's Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's old. Delightful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not, not exactly a gem uh, of a ballpark. And it's not as though they're in some, you know, hip, trendy part of town. You go to Kansas City to Arrowhead or to Kaufman, it's like, okay, am I going to get killed here? Um, like that's a bad sports franchise in terms of its profitability, uh, for an ownership group. And they sold for a billion. Well, and, and I think the glass family bought them for like 190 million. Yeah. Like and also the, you know, you know, with, uh, everything going in Kansas city, like that, that, uh, thing is so far away from downtown. Yeah. yeah. 
That it stadium is. is nowhere close. You think about stadiums nowadays and you think like, oh, they're in the heart of everything. I remember the first nope. time I went to Kansas City, uh, I went to a, a Broncos game at Arrowhead against the Chiefs. And I Why? remember thinking like, oh. this is going to be, I was in college, you know, oh, was like close that makes sense. Drive. Yeah, you're close enough. Yeah. Um, That's and fair. I remember just being, you can vaguely see downtown from there, but I was like, oh, this is nowhere near what I was thinking it was. No, I remember we would always drive cross country every single year on I-70. And we'd always go through Kansas City, and then all of a sudden, in the middle of nowhere, would just be Arrowhead and Kaufman. I'd be like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just out there, like, oh, okay. Um, so yeah, man. I mean, I think the I really uh, don't think it's like, like a downtown ballpark is downtown Kansas City is actually super cool. It's and cool. Fun. Kansas City is like, a cool little town. You got the Negro Leagues Museum. You have the College Basketball Hall of Fame. There. I think the American you, Jazz Museum is still yeah. there. If you um, get like a, a a stadium downtown somehow, yeah. that would be a super super cool place to go. Kansas City also built uh, an amazing arena downtown in the hopes that they would get an NBA or NHL franchise. And that arena is now like 15 years old, and I think yeah. it just hosts like college basketball tournaments. And that's well, all. yeah, it does. <laughs> that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, so you know. Good on Chris Bryant getting paid. Good on Carlos Correa getting paid. Good on these dudes signing deals, getting a lot of money. Like, um, you, you know what would have made sense? What kind of contract would have made sense for someone like Chris Bryant to sign with the Rockies? An opt-out after the third year. <laughs> I'm serious. It's true. <laughs> like, it's true. I mean, Correa is basically doing one-year contracts with the Twins right now. If it sucks yeah. after one year, he can bounce. It would have made sense for Chris Bryant to sign really a contract like that. Maybe... Hey, it's not working out. I don't really like the team. We're not gelling. Hey, you guys aren't winning. I'm 34 now. I will have to go another franchise. Can I yeah. opt out for my third year? Yeah. Wonder where, where they would have got an idea for a, a third yeah, year opt out or a big time contract like that. Opt out. Where yeah. can they have gotten that concept? I don't know. Never heard of it before. Um, the the Ryan McMahon deal, very good deal for the franchise. Yeah. Lovable guy. Easy dude to cheer for, as noted. Six years, 70 million for Ryan McMahon. Uh, he's 27 now, which is crazy. We've been talking about yeah. Ryan McMahon for basically the entirety of this podcast in one form or another, either as a top prospect uh, or as a, a lovable guy on the major league roster. Love Ryan McMahon. Happy Don't for forget Ryan about McMahon to get some money. Trevor Story's replacement, Jose Iglesias. Yeah. Don't forget about him. Uh, yeah. Jose Iglesias, who has been very pedestrian uh, for the majority of his major league career, uh, especially the last couple of uh seasons you know i don't know whatever Those we're free from chris is... owings at least i don't know yeah um yeah exactly chris <laughs> owings is gone so that's good uh and yeah, then no more no more smack talk from the front office to us on twitter right right yeah that was very professional <laughs> um poor, poor bk uh yeah i don't know man um jose iglesias he had a he had a very good uh 2020 with baltimore in 39 games like Jose Iglesias has not put up a an OPS over 724 since uh, 2013 when he did that for part of a, a season with uh, with Boston. Well, just um, remember, you know, it's a home run park. Yeah, field. true. Gonna uh, hit he, 20 this year. He used to be a terrific defensive uh, shortstop. Uh, not so much anymore. He's also 32. And, you know, it's not like they signed him to a I long-term deal. he was deal. 50 years old. I, yeah, I, I he's could, been around. If you told me forever. he was 41, I'd be like, yep. He broke in at 21 back in yeah. 2011. His major league debut is 21 years old. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's fine. It doesn't really move the needle. Um, so, you know, I don't know, man. Whatever. It's uh, that's. I think that's the thing is we have all 
gotten to the breaking point where we realize, oh, this is just the old Rockies. They're back. Yeah. Well, so and they're going to be bad. They might as well be weird and fun. There is just no chance for them to truly compete. No. And that's not even necessarily the fault of the players themselves. Right. It's just we're the division they're in, man. Like, right. It's not even necessarily the fault of the owner. But even, you would like to sure. see the owner try because if the Tampa Bay Rays can build a year-in, year-out competitive team in the American League East, which is arguably the only team that, from an economic standpoint, is more difficult to compete in than the National League West. Right. You should be able to do that here. You've got a better ballpark, albeit you've got a much different situation in terms of where you're trying to build because of the altitude and Coors and blah, blah, blah. But what the Rockies are is the polar opposite of the Tampa Bay Rays in virtually every fashion from the front office philosophy um, from maybe the frugality is about the same, but from being able to build a competitive team and even in the fan base, the ballpark is polar opposite in that it's infinitely better here. The fan experience is infinitely better. The fan base itself is infinitely better, but the difference is they get winning baseball and we do not. Well, remember the Rockies hired one of their analytics guys uh, in September and then summarily fired him before games even started. <laughs> Scott Van Linton of the so, uh, formerly of the Washington Nationals has stopped before uh, Denver, and uh, he lasted like not even six months. I thought he was um, a raised guy. Was he not a raised guy? Did I make he, that up? Was he a, originally was that, a raised guy? Was that a guy? Mandela effect? No, nope, like, yeah, I Mandela think it was Mandela effect. effect. Okay, um, Good for me. But you know, another team that won a World Series within the last five years. Um, uh, a team that had had success. Remember success. No, uh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. You <laughs> search for Scott Van Letten on Google. The first thing is Van Letten to lead research and development, September 21st, 2021. And the next thing underneath it, Rockies part ways of <laughs> Scott Van Letten, March 9th, 2022. <laughs> oh my God. Oh. Um, yeah, I, don't, I have no idea what to make of that. I, you know, I've heard things. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm not going to say anything about Scott Van Letten. I'm just saying it fits the Rockies bill perfectly that they hire somebody. They're expanding the research and development analytics staff. They're going to turn the corner. They're making new choices. And then the dude gets fired less than six months in before, um, before even a game started where he before, was hired. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. Um, the, the thing that I think is perfect about it is you can, if it's on one side or it's on the other, if it was the Rockies being ridiculous, or if it was something that this dude did to get fired, those are each their own thing. But the Rockies almost immediately came out and said, we won't be filling that position. Yeah. So it's Which like, is, either that's, that's way, Rockies. Yeah. that's Rockies. That's yeah. so Rockies. Like firing him like that is, that's very Metzian. Right. But then immediately saying, yeah, we're not going like, to hire anybody. Oh, now. by the way, we're not hiring a replacement <laughs> for this. It's like, by the way, it? the one outsider that we got hired to our organization in the last like, 10 years yeah uh, we're, guy's gone. we're, we're gonna fire him in six months and not replace him and we're not gonna replace okay him. cool all right so uh you know i guess we're just back to the the nihilism of like you know 2014 pdp um and uh and 2014 back, rockies twitter we're back baby but without back. but without the fun of like hey there are other rockies fans out there let's connect with them and more just like the oh everybody yells at each other all the time on twitter.com um, so, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, opening day is coming up on April 8th. Uh, the Rockies will finish their season with six 
straight games in Los Angeles against the Dodgers. Whoa. The rescheduling <laughs> of the, uh, the 2022 uh, first week of the season. Uh, MLB opening day is on April 7th, but the Rockies do not play uh, until April 8th against the Dodgers at home. They got three against the Dodgers uh, and then two on the road at Texas and then a day off. And then they're back home for their first real homestand uh, against the Cubs and the Phillies. So Chris Bryant will play his former team in his second home series of the year. And then, uh, yeah, coming up in, uh, September slash October, the close of the season is six straight at Dodger stadium. They open that series on Friday, September 30th. That's after, by the way, three at San Francisco, they open a six game series on September 30th and they close it on October 5th. I don't know, man, maybe that'll decide the division. Going to be cool. Can't wait. Yeah. All they got to do is be six games back of the Dodgers. Yeah, super cool. Sure, that'll happen. Um, so uh, we'll get back into doing these, you know. Uh, yeah. We're both moving, so it, it probably won't be like, you know, instant that we'll get back. Perhaps in. we do one next week for the uh, season preview. How about yeah, that? Yeah, we can do that. I or at least sometime before the season sometime starts for the season April preview. 8th. Yeah. <sighs> we're back, baby. We're back, baby. <laughs> we're we're back baby we're back baby it's like with a with a crying emoji this time um so anyway uh you gotta get going i gotta get going yep um but uh hey before we go uh wanted to point out one thing we're recording this on march 23rd uh today is one year to the day since we lost our rocky twitter friend uh ryan bloom at bloom deluxe um which is nuts i was this morning, um, just thinking about like, man, I think that was around this time of year. And then I, I looked and saw that it was March 23rd. Um, that is really hard to believe. And, uh, to his wife, Chloe and their two sons were, were thinking about you. And, um, you know, we, we miss Ryan a ton. We, uh, talked about it a lot last year after he passed away. None of us ever met Ryan in person. Uh, at least the two of us didn't. I know some Rockies Twitter people did, but most Rockies Twitter people just knew Ryan through Rockies Twitter. And he was, he was one of the best and we miss him a bunch. And, um, I wonder how he would have felt about the Chris Bryan signing. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm sure he would have had something fun to it say. It would have made for some good tweets. Yeah. It would have made for some good Photoshop uh, jokes. Uh, but we're thinking about you, man, and we miss you. And uh, and rest in peace to Ryan Bloom. Um, you can get in touch with the podcast, purpledinosaurpodcast at gmail.com. We never, we never check, check that. <laughs> uh, you can tweet at us uh, at purpledinocast. We definitely check that. We check yeah. that. Um, and other than that, we're, uh, we're pretty much out of here. That, that'll do it. Uh, I don't know, man. Get get excited for 480 <laughs> foot dongs from Chris Bryant. That'll Woo! Big dongs. So uh, he's Anthony. I'm Tyler. We'll talk to you next time. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.